Welcome back everybody and happy Thursday. I hope you had a wonderful week. And now we're here, another episode of Double Teamed. Of course, this is Cammie. And this is Nikki. And before we get started on today's subject, I wanted to share a fun little story from, when was that, a week ago? Yeah, I think it was last Friday. Yeah, so here's what happened. Cammie and I had just finished doing some podcast stuff. It was Friday night. My husband was hanging out with his girlfriend and Cammie and I were thinking like, okay, do we want to stay in or do we want to go out? And we decided, you know what, let's go out. Our friends were over at Brennan's. We decided to meet them up. And I was texting a guy I met on Bumble about it. He was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to Brennan's in Marina Del Rey. He was like, cool, I'll come join. And I'm like, oh, cool, okay, sounds good. Like, not a big deal, it would be great to meet him. And you know, it's a public setting. Friends and my sister are gonna be around, like no pressure. And I let him know that Kami was gonna be there and that we were meeting up with some friends. He was like, great, I'll bring my friend along. We'll refer to him as J1. Now, as we're on our way or about to leave, my other friend, or I shouldn't say friend, we went on a date. The date went well. It hasn't really progressed much since then, but we'll call him a contender. Anyways, he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to Brennan's and Marina. He was like, oh, we're not that far. We'll meet you there. And I was like, uh, okay. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. It's going to be a group setting. It's going to be fine. Then I have a third friend of mine. Okay, I shouldn't call him a friend. Yeah, stop calling them friends. Uh, they're not boyfriends. For the love of God. Well, no, but clearly you've seen their dicks in one manner or the other. There's a romantic interest involved. You're right. Okay, we'll refer to this one as J2. Now, he lives literally right across the street from Brennan's, and I haven't seen him in like a month. We have a great connection. Him and I have like always hit it off. We've always had that like spark between us. Anyways, he was like, cool, I'll be there. And I was like, um, okay, but just so you know, like this guy I know from Bumble's coming and then this other guy that I went on a date with is coming. He was like, no worries, we'll just stop by. And I was like, okay, now enters J3. And mind you, they're all bringing their roommates. <laughs> oh, they did, huh? Okay, J3 is the one that I was in love with at the very beginning of the year. And he was like, hey, I'm getting off work soon. Where are you at? And I'm like, I'm, up, I'm going to Brennan's. By this point, like we're almost there. He was like, cool, I'll come join. And then I, at this point, I'm like, I don't know what to say. So I said, okay, you know what? Cool, this is fine. This is fine. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do at this point. I don't know how I'm gonna split my time between four dudes that have a romantic interest in me, but this is fine. Mind you, J3, I mean, we're just now barely like, I wouldn't even say we're rekindling. We're just kind of talking like as friends. So we decided, even though it didn't work out the first time, like, let's just be friends. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is like straight up the bachelorette. Should I bring roses? Am I dressed fancy enough for this? I think there I was, was a just ceremony at the end. <laughs> I was just in a romper, you know? Anyways, so <laughs> I let J1, who was already on his way, know. And guys, I've never met this guy from Bumble. And I was like, hey, look, dude, I invited, I didn't actually, I didn't even invite. I just said I was going. And three of my other dudes were like, cool, we'll meet you there. So I told him about that. And I said, just so you know, a few other of the guys that I'm seeing are going to be there. So if you want to bow out, I completely understand. And I was kind of freaking out a little bit at this moment. And he was like, you know what? You're right. It sounds a little overwhelming. I'll, we'll just meet up another night. And we did end up meeting another one. So J1 bows out. 
I'm like, okay, this is a lot more manageable. J2, J3, and we'll call the other one E1. E1. <laughs> okay. So we get there. We meet our friends. Before long, here comes J2. And then here comes E1. And their respective roommates. And their roommates. And I turn to my friend. She was there with three of her classmates. They're all psychologists in training. Yes. And, you know, I told her, like, hey, Nikki and I are going to join you. You know, super casual, nothing big, right? And then here comes seven dicks to the table. Yeah, this went from, like, a full-on girls' night to, like, I don't even know what to call it. Exactly. So I ended up, like, texting her as, like, I'm surrounded by this random group of people that we have mashed together and I'm just apologizing profusely to my friend like I am so sorry we brought these seven random dudes they were they were good looking guys though okay it's not like we brought you know I get that The, 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 the energy was fine the energy was fine all I'm saying is for future reference when multiple men or women are asking you where you're headed for the night Make it a bachelor night. Yeah, beware that it could turn into a rather... Get the cameras rolling. (laughs) A rather uncomfortable situation. But it actually wasn't that uncomfortable, except for the fact that E1 wasn't thrilled that I was with J2 almost the entire night. J3, luckily, that ended up... He had to work a little bit more than he realized, so that was fine, but still... I ended up having to, like, comfort E1 for... I know, and then I apologized. And I was already, like, apologizing profusely to J1, because I felt bad. He was driving all the way up from, like, Glendale to Marina Del Rey. Yeah, and I'm like, I am so sorry. I know. I met up with him a couple days later. Like, oh, Sunday night. It was fine, but still, I... just turn around on the highway? No, they ended up... No, 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 no. They ended up going to another bar, but still, I felt really bad. Anyways, so guys, just something to keep in mind there. Don't tell multiple people where you're headed, or at least be upfront. Hey, I've got like three other friends that are coming that I have romantic interest in, FYI. And then that way they can decide, you know, whether or not they want to continue joining. So yeah, there's that fun story to begin the episode with. So just to completely derail (laughs) off of that, because this is not what that episode's about. Okay, the episode today is near and dear to my heart, the Dom Sub World. So now, mind you, I would consider myself pretty new to this world, but I find it completely thrilling and exciting. And it's like, you know, like my biggest, I mean, it is my kink. And that's great. You know, so Kami's very much a sub. I, Nikki, am very much a switch. So let's talk about what that means. So if you're a dom, basically, you are the one on top, you're perhaps the one giving out the commands, all that good stuff. In but control. you have to, Yeah, you're in control. You have to remember, though, being a dom does not mean being aggressive or abusive. Like, yes, you're being... Commanding. What's a, commanding, control. controlling in an assertive way. I don't yes. want to use the word aggressive, but you're being commanding or controlling in an assertive way, but it's done in a healthy fashion because you have to think about it this way. As... The sub, you're the one, really, that is in allowing, control. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're giving them the keys to the car, and then they're going to drive it how they want to. Exactly. So, no food reference this time. Now we're, you know, now we're going into vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But essentially, yes, you know, the, in the dom sub world, a lot of people look at it as, oh my God, the, you know, the person in control is being abusive or they're being aggressive or they're inflicting pain, but you have to realize that it's consensual. It's consensual. And in this world, the sub or the switch is allowing this to happen for a reason. They want this to happen. They're allowing it to, you know, they're allowing the dom to do so. So as a sub, you know, you're the one being tied down. You're the one being given commands. You're the one pleasing the dom. Or like Nikki, you could be a switch. I like a little bit of both. Exactly. Sometimes you can be a dom. Sometimes you can be a sub. It just kind of depends on, you know, your partner. The energies, I would say for sure. So I, I tend to be more submissive with men and more dominant with women. Though I will say my primary female partner, I would say. Her and I are both very much switch switches switches. Uh, yeah, is that switch the term? I? Switch I. What's the <laughs> plural form? I don't know. Anyway, we're, we're both very much switch, and so what I love with her, it's very even energy. So you know, we don't always fall into those like dom sub world, but there have been other times with women that I feel a little bit more of that dominance over them, and it's hard for me to be submissive with um, with women. And I will say I've started venturing more into being dominant with men. I don't know if it's just like my switch energy, but I've definitely noticed you attract a lot more doms and I attract a lot of, like I've had five, six dudes recently that want me to be the dominatrix in the situation. So I don't know if it's just like an energy or a vibe that I'm putting out, but I've been kind of exploring more into it and I'm definitely very excited about it. I I like this world too. I think it can be a lot of fun and the possibility of becoming more of that dominatrix with men excites me. Yeah, for me, I would say there's nothing exciting about being a dom. I absolutely love being a submissive in bed. Now, here's another thing that within these relationships in the BDSM world is that it can be 24-7 in which you and your partner are in these roles throughout your entire daily lives, or you're just like this in the bedroom in which, you know, outside of the bedroom, you're very much so your own independent person. And this is where you guys, you know, discuss the boundaries and and figure out what that looks like for you too. I know, for example, I watched a TikTok once of this woman who was talking about the dom sub world. She was a sub and she had a dom and she wore a collar 24-7. Only he had the key to it. They had two emergency spare keys in two locations that they knew of. But like, I found it so endearing the way she talked about the relationship like you could just feel the pride oozing off of her in wearing this collar 24 7 for her dom and you could just feel the trust that the two of them had between each other and just kind of the pride that they had in this relationship that they built together it's all about again you know the boundaries that you set within your your dom sub realm yeah realm with someone but at the end of the day, it's how you guys discuss it, how you set it up, what you feel comfortable with, how it grows, how it evolves. You know, the, these things can be fluid. But but yeah, 24-7 versus bedroom, that, that's kind of a, a big generalization of, of how you apply it to your lifestyle. So whether it's a kink that, you know, you follow in every aspect of your life or something just in the bedroom. And this vaguely reminds me of a show on Netflix called Bonding. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend. Go binge watch it. First of all, the episodes are super short. I think we finished the entire show or seasons in like a day. 
Yeah, they go into so many kinks, and not just the Dom sub world, but you know different things. There's the penguin guy. There's the oh my god, the penguin guy. There's well, there's just all kinds of things on there.、Um, the penguin guy.、Okay. Yeah, and and I just love that they showed so many different kinks in, in a way that was very, I thought, very well put together, thought out, and tasteful. And、yes. tasteful, yes. Because I think a lot of times when people hear these kinks, they're like, "Oh my god, people are into that! Like, what the hell?" But really, the way the show depicted a lot of them, I think it really shows the beauty behind these kinks. I definitely have my kinks. I have things that I like in bed that I know people would probably think are completely weird. But there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, we're not weird for liking certain things or for getting off on them. And the basis of this is that it is consensual. Absolutely, you know, kind of like how we talked about in the last episode, CNC, consensual non-consent, or you know, like all those acronyms for all these different kinks. Like at the basis of it all is consent, and I think lifestyle people in general are very consent conscious. You know, we want to make sure everything that we're doing is what people like and what people are consenting to. But you know, lifestyle people tend to be very kinky. They tend to be in the, in the dom sub world or the kink world, and Consent is what allows for this all to happen, and I think that's what brings the beauty to it. Well, yeah, I think it's beautiful when you can find people who are willing to explore these things with you. You know, it creates such a bond, in my opinion. Exactly, it's like you know, for example, in the show Bonding, the Penguin Guy. Go watch that episode and then come back to us and listen to this again. But the penguin guy, you know, basically looks to the dom in order. You know, she provides the services so that he can get off on you know this whole penguin furry realm thing that he's created in his mind that gets him off. And then you know, towards the end, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, before you go on, is he's able to find his own person. Who is willing to explore that kink with him? And who likes、willing? dressing up in penguin、yeah. suits as much as he does? He finds someone that that likes the same thing, and that was such an endearing moment in the show. I thought I absolutely loved it because there really is someone out there for everybody. When you know, when it comes to these sort of things and exploring kinks, it's like you will be able to find people who. Support this, and you know this takes us back to the app field, which you know what, I had a friend who listened to our last episode three, and he was telling me how he was like, hey, I think Field is more of a hookup app. There are other you know kinky apps out there, and he gave me a few, and he was like, you know, I'm a daddy dom, and I have a brat submissive, and it's super fun, and I'm so happy that y'all are talking about these things, you know, these subjects. And he was just thrilled, you know, that we were going into it. But he was letting me know that there are other apps out there, so I'm curious to look into those eventually. I still think Field is a good starting point, yes, and it is more well known than others. But I do know that there are other apps out there for the kink world. Okay, so you mentioned a couple of those terms there. Let's get into them. Let's. What are the different types of Doms and subs. So the way I'm going to structure this is we're going to talk about first.、Uh, we're kind of group them together. I'm going to tell you a type of dom and then what submissives kind of go with it. So yes, let's get started. First, and at your very like base layer of BDSM is you have your top and bottom. Now, as a top, you're the one doing the tying, the spanking, you know, inflicting whatever the Bottom is wanting to be done to them, so the bottom is the person that is being tied, spanked, etc. Now, how is this? How is top and bottom different from dom sub? Wait, well, real quick. So basically, you think top, you're the giver; bottom, you're the receiver. Yes, and you can even be a service top. 
which is like another kind of like subcategory. Yeah, yeah subcategory within, within that in which you're more so like providing the service to the bot. It's kind of weird to explain. I'm not really sure to explain that one really well. But I think the key factor is here. The bottom is able to give instruction. Yes. And the top is willing to take instruction. So for example, if I'm on bottom and this man or woman is topping me, I can tell them, go harder, do this, do that. And as the top, they're going to do that. Again, here I am giving them the keys. They're going to drive that car and I'm able to instruct them on how they can do that. You know, spank me harder, all that good stuff. Yeah. So that's how it's different from the second type of this little arrangement that I'm giving y'all, dom sub. So as a dom, now keep in mind, these terms are gender fluid. A dom can be a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, a top can be a man or a woman. Exactly. A bottom can be a man or a woman. Exactly, a submissive can be man or woman. So as a dom, you will never follow instructions. You're the one always giving the commands, always giving the instructions. You are in charge and in control of your submissive. And as a submissive, you never give instructions, you always follow orders, and, you know, you are the one being guided through this sexual or, you know, if you're 24-7, non-sexual experience. Now, from there is when you can get much more in-depth with the kinds of dom-sub relationships you build. So, the next one I'm going to talk about is master-slash-mistress. Now, if you're familiar with the show Bonding, then you know that the main character, she was, quote unquote, mistress to her. Mistress May. Yeah. Mistress May. Oh. I know. That that makes me think. Oh, what was his name? Rolf. Rolf. I know. Oh my God. Rolf was her domestic servant. So as a master or mistress, this is more so about obedience and property. So your submissive, which would be your slave or domestic servant or pet, they are the ones that you take control of them as kind of a, you know, in a property way. Yeah. In which this can include having contracts. Some people take it this far in which you write out a contract between master, mistress, slash, you know, slave or domestic servant, and you kind of write out the guidelines of how this relationship is going to go. And the subcategories that go with master mistress, as I just mentioned, would be slave, which you kind of surrender yourself as property to your master slash mistress. Domestic servant. Now, domestic servant goes more so in a non-sexual form in which you provide you basically fulfill the needs of the household. So it's not just sex, but also chores, tasks, making sure that your master or mistress is well taken care of throughout their daily lives in more aspects than just sex. So like in bonding, for example, Rolf was her, I guess, kind of domestic servant or slave. And basically you see in the show that he's, He's like in this funny little black costume. You know what? Okay, I'm not going to say funny. Um, it's cute. I think it's cute. It's like it was this adorable. leather clad. Yeah. It was adorable. Um, I, I say funny in an endearing way. But regardless, basically in the scenes that you see him, he's cleaning her house. He's doing the dishes, all this stuff. And she's giving him commands. I'll never forget one scene where she like kind of like runs her finger down the counter. And she was like, is that a speck of dust or something along those lines? I was cracking up laughing. But basically, Rolf is there, like, taking care of her apartment, taking care of her as 
her slave or her um, domestic servant. And you, you can see how much pleasure he derives from that, from pleasing someone for, you know, basically making mistress may happen. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny is one of the guys that I recently uh, started talking to that wants me, he wants me to be mistress. And so, for example, he was saying that, like, he wants to wear a collar and when Who is this? When we spend time together, you know, he oh wants Oh my god, I want to see pictures. Are you seen pictures? I showed you him. Uh, <gasps> oh, yes, the cute one. Yes, he's oh, so cute. He's hot. Yes. Oh my god, having him as a servant. Oh, yes. I know, but he was basically saying like <sighs> for example, you know, he he wants to do tasks for me and Yes. I okay, I have no experience in this. I told him I'm like, "Look, I don't have experience in this, but I'm willing to try. I have an open mind when it comes to it." And I, and I think the switch in me can fall into this role very well but Nikki you command me around all the freaking time I know I do delegate really well so I'm thinking that maybe it's doable anyways so so he wants me to be more of a mistress you know and and he wants to fulfill kind of those needs or for example he was saying after we have sex and you know say he comes everywhere like for me to command him to clean it up something like that I've always been more of a sub I've never been kind of a, a domestic servant or slave with any man so it's very intriguing to me to hear someone that wants that especially because I think I just have too much of even though I am a sub or I like to be submissive to men I do tend to be kind of a bratty sub and so to have to We'll put go up into with that command, term later. Yeah, we're about to get into that. To have to put up with those commands is hard for me to get into that mentality. But I think I could give those commands. Well, and it is a mentality. It really is. You have to get into these roles and you have to be in a certain mentality to want to do some of these certain activities, especially once you get into the more intricate levels of Dom sub. So as we just discussed, master, mistress you know, slave, domestic servant. Another one that kind of goes with this, I would say is pet. Now this one you can take to very extreme levels. So basically as a pet, your master slash mistress or your owner can tell you, okay, you're not allowed on this furniture or, oh, you have to sit in front of me or, you know, he or she gives you commands as they would a pet and you follow these. Now, The extreme levels that I was reading about, very interesting, where, you know, the pet isn't allowed to go potty at a certain location or has to be in a cage for a certain amount of time. So as you can see, these relationships can be what you make out of them. They can be very intricate, very... They can be very intricate, yes, you know, with contracts involved with 24-7, so... And like I said, we never kink shame here. We invite all kinks that anybody enjoys in a very consensual way. So I I would be very interested to see other types of kinky relationships like this. Exactly how you mentioned, you know, your dude wanting to be your servant. Like, and, please and I will, film some part of it. No, I'm not going to film it, but I, I, I will report back on it. We're, we're yes, just getting please into report it. Back. I'm meeting him for the first time on Friday of this week. Oh, Yes, well, exactly. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Yes. As we're telling people, are you kidding me? Nikki, you can tell me this beforehand. 
Well, I told you we were making plans. I, we just hadn't finalized them yet. Regardless. Oh, I so can't keep track. Of I, I will report back and let you guys know. But to me, it means so much that he's willing to explore this with me and have the patience in kind of allowing me to, to, to get into this role. And, and just for trusting me. Like, you know, we've been talking quite a bit. And obviously, like the first time we're meeting up, like he's given me some very distinct directions of what he wants and I am very ready to fulfill that. But I do appreciate that A, he's trusting me and B, he's helping me kind of learn more about it. So I'm very excited. Now, this kind of takes us into the, I would say, sort of last category, which we've mentioned some of these terms before. And this is probably the most common known one is being a daddy or mommy dom. And then the, I guess, kind of the correlation to those for would, the, on the submissive side would be a brat, a princess, or a good girl slash good boy. Another name for a good girl, good boy would be a little. Yeah. So this has to do with more like appealing to someone's inner child. Yeah. Let's get into that. As a daddy or a mommy, you have to, you're considering more so your submissive's inner child dynamic in which you're taking care of their emotions and their well-being. Now, that can be a little bit more responsibility in a way, especially if you make this 24-7. And this can kind of go along with like, you know, praise and degradation and all those kinks on the side. I do want to get into those, but continue. But yeah, oh God, we love. Well, I have both of those kinks, so and I, I do want to talk about them. Continue. But you are really taking care of your, as you know, a daddy or a mommy dominant. You are taking care of your submissive's emotional state. So let's talk about the kinds of submissives that go along with daddy or mommy. We'll start with what Nikki is, which is more so a brat. As a so, brat, you yeah, kind of, I like to talk back. I like to kind of egg them on a little bit. If they give me a command, I almost want to protest it. And you, for, you kind of fight back. And yeah, you kind of egg them on so that it kind of increases the quote unquote punishment per se. Yeah, I want to incite a harsher punishment from them. Is basically, I, I it's been a while since I've had a, a true. You want to be put in your place, but uh, yes, that's what I love about it. So I, I'm definitely more of a bratty sub in the sense that I. I like to, you know, as they're giving me commands, I want to fight back a little bit. So you kind of want to make them not angry, but almost, almost, almost a little. Angry. Yeah. And I think that's where, like I said, where a little bit of my switch kind of starts to show through. That way I get more of a punishment. Now for me personally, after that punishment, that's where my praise kink. Uh, so when I'm inciting that punishment, that's where I want my degradation kink to be taken care of. So they're sitting there and they're degrading me for being such a bad sub. They're degrading me for being bratty. And from there, after you give them, you know, you receive the punishment. After I receive the punishment, want, yes. Or and after you submit fully. Right. As I submit to them. They give me that punishment. I like that punishment. And then from there... That's where my praise kink comes in. I want them to tell me how much of a good little girl or a good little slut I was for taking that punishment and for being their little sub. So that, that's my version of how I like to be a bratty sub. Everyone's different, but anyways, that's kind of the, the basis of a bratty sub. Yeah. As a brat, you're basically, you're talking back, you're talking smack. You enjoy being put in your place. 
Next, which is almost kind of like a complete 180 from Brat, is being a princess, which I'll probably explain this and you're going to be thinking, okay, so like a sugar daddy or a sugar mommy, but it's not necessarily. Not necessarily. There's not always money not involved. But as a princess, I, I mean, it's, it's it more, can, yeah. It's acts of service. Yeah. Uh, let me explain it first. As a princess or prince, or prince <laughs> you enjoy being spoiled by your dom. Daddy, mommy. Yes, your daddy or your mommy. So maybe they take you shopping, you go get a manicure, maybe you go paintball. If <laughs> you're a prince, I don't know what you what, would like. Just think you're getting um, pampered. You're getting pampered. Yes, basically, you're... <laughs> I don't know why paintballing came to mind. I don't know. No one even goes paintballing what, anymore. What I, your mommy takes you golfing. Um. Yeah, men like golf. <laughs> but yes, basically, you're getting pampered throughout the day. Daddy or mommy are taking their good little prince or princess, you know, to do all the activities that they know and love. Because at the end of the day, when it's time to get into that bedroom... You know, as a princess, as a prince, you're about to, you know, be the dirtiest little slut that you can be for your daddy or your mom. So. I have no experience with this one. Exactly. So my friend that reached out to me, we were talking a little bit. He was telling me how he has a bratty sub. He was telling, you know, he was asking me what kind of sub I am. And I told him, you know, I am a good girl or little. I've never really gone into like the princess. And he was like, oh, yeah, the princess sub can be tiresome after a while. Because, I mean, it can become very demanding in a certain way. Exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. In the sense of if you're always taking someone to get pampered. Now, you know, maybe someone really enjoys doing this on a daily basis. More power to them. But this kind of brings us to the last type of sub to go with daddy or mommy, which is the kind of sub I am. Good girl slash good boy or AKA little. So I'm a little. Basically, I worship my daddy. And as a good girl slash good boy, your main, you derive pleasure and your main job is to please mommy or daddy because they will protect you. They will take care of you and they will emotionally reward you. Now, funny enough, I will say how I got into this world when I met my daddy, Don, we just kind of immediately slipped into the role of daddy slash good girl. Don't ask me how I was able to trust him so easily, but I was. Now, obviously, it's not going to be the situation with everybody. And, you know, it's not like I have submissive sex with, you know, every new partner that I have. Usually you do. I do like to have, you know, regular intercourse with a dude a few times before and read his energy before I can be like, okay, you know, I'm okay with trying out, seeing if he and I mesh well as daddy and, you know, submissive. But with my current dom, it was actually really fun because we slipped into these roles immediately and I was able to trust him immediately. And it's it's been super fun from there. From what you described to me, it's always centered around his pleasure. But it that's is. What, but that's, what, that's where you derive your pleasure is in pleasing him by completely submitting to him. Yes, I gain much, much pleasure from hearing him, you know, praise me. And, you know, t- 
tell me you were such a good little girl or a good little slut and and you know I made him come I made him you know get his pleasure multiple times however that looks like I love hearing it and it makes me emotionally it pleases me as much as it does physically so it is a very interesting dynamic I've loved exploring it more it's really fun when we're in this character because he and I aren't daddy sub 24 7 we're just we do it in the bedroom and then outside of that when we hang out like in public we're our own people and you know what sometimes I can get a little it can bleed in and out sometimes but we do a pretty good job at not doing that I think to your testament here though it's all about how your energy meshes with someone and I think that's a lot of times where you start to kind of build that trust within this realm the dom sub world is is just seeing how your energy goes with someone that's why I don't necessarily have a dom right now or why sometimes even though you want to explore certain things you just haven't had a chance to yet because those energies don't align exactly. you know how you said for you is a very natural thing and that's absolutely great but you're not always going to find that but yes essentially I do like to usually make sure that I get a sense for their energy and make sure I can trust them build up to the dom sub world. I'm not going to jump into a submissive role with every single man or the dom role into every single woman that I get in bed with because at the end of the day it is about building that trust but I, I think it's great that you guys were able to kind of just immediately feel that energy between the two of you. Yeah I found it rather special early on especially and for me I think back on like the few times that we like broke character almost in between and we were able to have like a a laugh together and or the times where we in these roles there was a lot of passion and a lot of just intensity in it that makes me enjoy this kink even more and just continue to want to explore it so it can be very fun fluid and yeah I mean it's a I think it's a great way to also get to know yourself in a way there is something to me very endearing about it because there is so much trust involved in it. And that's why I was saying, you know, with, with these guys that want me to slip into those dominatrix or those mistress roles for them, the fact that they're they're willing to trust me with that after our conversations, to me, it means a lot. And I don't take that lightly because I, I wouldn't hand those keys to just anyone. So it means a lot to me. That carries value. That carries weight. That's what I love about it all. And, you know, kind of like how we were talking with the degradation and the praise kinks. I remember one of the guys that I've been talking to recently, he wants me to be more of a dominatrix, not so much a mistress with him. But also, the, I think what he wants the most is more of a mommy. He actually kind of has very similar kind of kink in the way that I do and that he likes to be degraded and punished and then coddled and <laughs> praised. Yeah, so he, he wants more of a mommy. But... I like I remember when we were talking about it and he first said all of that he was like I know this is really weird I'm sorry I, I don't know why I am the way that I am but this is just what I like and when he said that to me it broke my heart almost because I told him I'm like don't ever apologize for something that you like you're not hurting anybody here okay you, you just simply like sex in that way and I said it's not weird it doesn't make you weird at all and I told him I'm like I like the same thing but usually on the receiving end and I you know I I'm willing to try giving it as well because trust me I I do think I can get into that but I just remember in that moment feeling 
that same fear that a lot of people in the kink world feel is that loneliness that why am I like this why do these things turn me on why do I find sexual pleasure and all that I love the psychology behind it for example with bratty subs I think that has to do with kind of a you know wanting to stick it to authority I think oh, yeah. That, yeah, I think that's a, the psychology behind that. For me, like as a good girl or little girl, however you want to say it, I like, especially in bed, not being in control. Yeah. Relinquishing that control. Yeah, relinquishing that control. I think that's a big control. part of being Not to say music. that I don't like doing any work because believe me, especially when we're, you know, when I'm having sex with my dom, I'm doing a lot of work <laughs> yeah. um, just because of the things, the certain things he likes in bed. But I love giving up. The control. Yeah. And one or thing- like we were saying, the inner child. Like, yeah. you know, you have this inner child. You want to please someone. You know, as a kid, you know, you always want to make your parents proud and happy. So yeah, as a bratty sub or a sub or a princess, good girl, whatever, good boy, you, you um, want to yeah. please that person. And, and that just fulfills something within you. So if you're out there and you have any of these kinks, don't ever feel ashamed of them. Don't ever feel as if you're weird for them. Guess what? Like we said, you know, with the show Bonding the Penguins, there's someone out there that probably likes the same thing you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. I feel very thankful, uh, blessed, for lack of a better word. Sure. um, That, you know, the dom I currently have very much supports my kink and is willing to go into that headspace and that role with me. And whenever you find someone that is willing to know explore that with you it's a very beautiful thing and it just reminds me of the episode or the show bonding um in one of the episodes rolf mistress may had been you know had had a lot of things going on in her life and she was dating someone and she was kind of absent from the home and the home is where rolf was being her her domestic servant and she was out on a date with a guy you know trying to work on her own personal love life and basically she runs into rolf he goes to find her Oh, did he go to find her? I couldn't yeah, remember if he ran. that's what it was. Oh, he goes to find her. Oh, yeah. that's right. You're right. Oh, spoiler alert. Shit. Shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so he goes to find her and he's trying so hard to, to please her in this moment because that's what he wants to do. And, you know, she's kind of in a difficult situation because here she is. Public. On, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very public. She's on a date with a guy that she has a romantic interest in. And here is a man that is essentially paying her to do her chores around her house, you know, trying to please her. And, you know, Rolf in that situation is clearly very upset, but so is Mistress May. And, and, you know, those boundaries kind of get blurred, but he just has such this, like, need to please her. And and she hasn't been around for him to please. And so it's also... It was a heartbreaking moment for me whenever that happened. I I agree. It was one of my most favorite scenes. I almost cried too. It was pretty intense. Well, it's just like, for example, you know, whenever I don't get to see my dom regularly i'll shoot him a text you know and i'll say something like i need daddy or i miss daddy something like that so then he knows like okay she needs to see me you know this dynamic needs to happen because he knows that my inner sub you know what will make her weep and what will make her happy and i hope for the people that do dive into this kink i hope we're representing it well we're just trying to introduce everyone to kind of like the base layer of it all you know with and we have some experience in it but not necessarily you know so much so that we're experts but we have been around it we we are somewhat knowledgeable anyways i hope we represent it well but it's not always going to be such an organic kind of instantaneous click so it's something that you have to discuss but right out of contract if you need to but i i love hearing people's 
you know, kind of what they like. And, and I, I love connecting with people that have similar kinks that I do just because again, I, I don't feel alone. It makes me feel kind of part of a community. It is a community. Yeah, I think so too. And definitely one that I want to continue to explore. Same. Um, in my app days, you know, when I used to be on the dating apps, I did notice that I attracted a ton of dominant men who were definitely willing to fulfill, you know, that role. Thankfully, I found the one I liked pretty quickly. So no, I think that's great. I turned the other ones away. But yeah, so I hope you learned something new. And remember, we don't kink shame here. So I hope you kept an open mind and maybe learn some some new terms. We've got a lot of vocabulary that we're teaching everyone. I feel yeah, like. I know. If you're brand new to all of this, you're like, wow. So your your notes at this point might be quite full of new things that you're learning. But as always, at the basis of all of this, things that we always preach, consent, trust, communication. Oh, we're not doing this again. We're not we're not putting it in like a no, we're not putting it in order. But and then I guess condoms, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that list. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, you should definitely wear condoms with them until you establish, you know, a healthy testing and, and safety regimen. But anyways, regardless, let's not go down that whole rabbit hole again. So just, you know, be a good car salesman before you hand over the keys. Know what you're getting into. Discuss, talk about it. Yeah. And, and, and just have fun with it. Go on a joyride. That this, that's what it's supposed to be about. I... Can't tell you how much I absolutely love the feeling of taking punishment. And by that, I mean getting smacked square across the face from my dom. There's one guy, oh, the way he hits me. I, trigger warning, sorry if you don't like this. But like my, like I love it when like my ears ringing and there's like a little oh, bruise on my lip. <laughs> and this is really the only situation where I like it. it. You know, it is impact play. But um, he's... Probably the the one that I have is a, that is like the closest to a dom. It's probably more of a I would call it more of a top bottom situation mixed with a lot of impact play and degradation and praise kinks. But we've definitely talked about morphing it more into dom sub master mistress. So yeah, and I don't know maybe I need to hop on some of these apps, find be a little bit more intentional with my search for what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to do a whole nother episode on different types of kinks. Dom sub is just one, one genre per se of kinks. But like I said, go watch bonding. You're going to see so many different types of kinks being represented, represented. Thankfully. It's and hilarious. The show is very well done. And I'm really hoping that there's another season coming out soon because, and with longer episodes, I swear to God, I finished season two in less than a day. We were making dinner. Yeah. And we finished season two. So I hope the producers or the writers listening, please make it longer because I love the show personally. I think it was such a beautiful depiction of, of Of the kink world. world. Absolutely. Yeah. So get kinky, everybody. What I love is that the other day, and I could only do this with our dear editor, but I signed off on an email, kinky regards, comma. He loved it. I loved it. I love that he acknowledged that he loved it. And I was like, oh my God, thank God he didn't think I was weird. 
for saying kinky regards. Oh, there he was with the praise. He didn't even know it, and he was right. He was appealing to your praise, kink. Wow, what a world. Exactly. So if you've thought about exploring all of it, maybe this will help you understand it a little bit more. Mm. I think these things come naturally, yes. though. So it, it, you're going to naturally fall into a submissive. You're going to naturally fall into. Don't force any of this, by the oh, way. Of course. Don't force being. That's why I say with guys, like I'll ask them, like, "Are you into this?" And they'll be like, "No, nah, I really am not." And that's when I'll be like, "Cool." You know what? We're, we're just going to take that off the table because if it's not on the table, I'm not going to want you to force it. Yeah. The worst thing you could do is try to be a dom or a sub during regular sex. It's just not going to be. Like, yeah. It's going to be kind of awkward. Like that's what I'm saying. Like with these guys, you know, I may not have a lot of experience with men being dominant, but I, I do have that dominant kind of energy and that's why I'm willing to try it out but like if you don't have any dominant or submissive energy at all don't force it don't try to make it happen when it's just not going to just just stick to the vanilla yeah just go watch bonding and get your fix there yeah well guys I hope you enjoyed today's conversation today's episode yes much we'll be back next week I'll let you guys know how my adventure goes with this dude he is really hot and I'm really excited to meet him. I'm very excited for him. And he you. has a he showed me I can't me, wait for the report. He showed we don't me need his to know collars. about his dick. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he showed me his collars. I already told him which one I want him to wear. <gasps> his collars. Yes. And honestly, I've, one of them I want it for myself. I've been wanting a collar for my daddy to use and I've been looking at a few. He said, get harnesses. I ordered a harness from, it's called Marie Muir. It's my absolute favorite. That guy that I was telling you that, you know, it's kind of a top bottom situation. When I wore it for him, oh my God, he went to town with it. And it has like these cuffs that attach. The same harness, uh, but from a Russian girl on Etsy. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. For like I didn't know whether to, cheaper. I didn't know whether to trust that or not. Yeah, this harness was two hundred dollars on. She Marine messaged Air. me on WhatsApp. Really? Yeah. I was. I almost wanted to be like, "Hey, listen to me." Wait. Podcast. So instead of two hundred, it's one hundred fifty. No, it's fifty. Oh, it's fifty dollars. So it's one hundred. She has great cheaper. reviews on Etsy. Yeah. Well, this one. I mean, it says like it's made of Italian leather. It's like high quality, which it is. I was cleaning yeah, it the it other day. Yeah. So I tried it out for fifty bucks. Why not? I know she was like Americans just re- usually order from Etsy. I found her page. You know why? Because one of our friends from the lifestyle community I saw on her page she got a harness from them. So then I went on to the IG page there and then that's when she messaged me on WhatsApp and gave me the link to Etsy. Wow, the power of social media. Okay, I say order it, give it a try. I love I'm my definitely harness. Going to. I love my harness and the cuffs cuz they like cuff to the back. So then you're automatically kind of in that compromised position. Yeah. Nice. Dope. All right, everybody. Well, you've heard enough from us. Yes. <laughs> Kinky regards. We'll see you next week.